Welcome to Too Old For This Podcast, Episode 3, Captain Marvel Spoiler Reviews. We are going to get deep into Captain Marvel and we are going to talk about everything, so spoiler alert. Also this week we've got a lot of news to get through. We're going to give a live reaction from Kevin to the new Game of Thrones Season 8 trailer. We're going to talk about Brightburn, James Gunn's new horror what-if take on the Superman origin story many other things. So without further ado, on Nerd and Up Nerd, let's start the show. What's up, my brother? What's up, Kevin? How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. No complaints. No complaints at all. So you had a good week? Yeah, it was a busy week for for fandom news, for sure, huh? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Here we are, episode three. Episode three. I can't believe it's only been three episodes. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, just before we jump into this, I want to say a huge shout out to everyone that joined our Facebook, who liked our Facebook. Um, big, big shout out. We we went live this week. Was it Monday? Uh, yeah, I think it was uh, like early, early Monday morning, like probably 2 a.m. Monday morning. Or, yeah, Monday morning. Yeah. And uh, yeah, go on. We went we, we went fully, fully live with yeah. the platform. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Meaning. Meaning, I I published our Facebook page and uh, our, I started our Twitter account up. And uh, how's and the we, uh, Twitter account we, going? We finally let people hear it. Twitter account's okay. Uh, we got about fourteen followers so far. It's okay. been it's been weak. Um, uh, we've been getting actually uh, some pretty good um, activity on there uh, as far as uh, getting a lot of likes and uh, retweets already. Okay, good, excellent. Um, and it's been fun. It's been fun. So uh, if anybody's looking for us online, you can find us at facebook.com forward slash too old for this podcast, spelled with the number two and the number four, like a 90s rapper would do it. Yeah. Uh, and, and on Twitter, you can find us at twitter.com forward slash too old for this pod. Same thing with the number two and the number four, like a 90s rapper would do it, because after all, we both happen to be 90s rappers. There we go. That's how we roll. So... Yeah, no, but uh, yeah, I just uh, I'm loving the engagement. I'm loving uh, that people are actually like uh, like talking. <laughs> yeah, we got, we got a little yeah, bit of a conversation so, going already. It's, yeah, it's, no, it's, it's good. Fun. I'm feeling energized. Yeah, for sure. Like yeah. it's been it's it was it's great to like um, have people actually listening to the show, talking about the show. Absolutely. I'm talking to I'm talking to future guests already that we're going to line up for for uh, upcoming episodes. There you go. And um, yeah, um, I'm pretty excited about uh, how things are going so far. And we're also on iTunes. I got us up on iTunes, so right. uh, people right. can hear us up on iTunes as well. That's right. And you can find the link to our iTunes uh, mm-hmm. on our on our Facebook page and on our Twitter. Or just hop on uh, uh, the podcast the podcast app on your iPhone and put in tool for this uh, podcast. Same thing to spelled with number the number two, two and the yeah, number four. Number four uh, just like you know, 
90s rappers, as Jeremy said. And <laughs> there you go. That's where we are. So, okay. So, uh, hit this hit this off. How do you want to start this? Well, we're going to do Cap- our Captain Marvel reviews first, are okay. we not? Yes, yes, we are. We've both seen this movie in the last 48 hours. Yes. You saw it first. You, I believe you were like one of the first people to see it. Yeah, I saw it the uh, on Thursday night at 7 o'clock. And yeah. Um, yeah uh, right. All right, so I'll let you begin then. Okay, so right off the bat, I did like it. Um, I'm not going to say... I'm not going to say it's my favorite Marvel movie. That's that's for sure. It's definitely right. not my favorite Marvel movie. Okay. But uh, I was... I was entertained. So I do have my, I do have some, some gripes with the film, but it's very minimum. So, okay. uh, I don't know. I, I liked how you just like kind of explained everything last time we did, um, when we did a, a Alita. So I don't know if you want to do the same sort of thing, like story-wise. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, please. No, I'm, I'm saying uh, I like the way you did it. So if you want to Oh, you it, want me to do it. Yeah, oh, okay. Because you're, you're you more detailed a, than I am. A story of, of, of Captain Marvel? <laughs> What's the story of Captain yeah. Marvel? My my story would be like, yeah, it's about this girl. Uh, she finds a cat, and then he she bumps into a black dude, and then uh, she saves the planet. That's basically my synopsis. <laughs> Well, I mean, <laughs> oh, and she jumps back in time into the '90s where her, our favorite rappers lived. Right, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, no, I. I the movie I, I, takes place in our glory days, by the way, yes. right? Like it's the era that she, the era that she falls from the sky is the era that that you and I were like in our twenties, and yeah. like the era that we met and we we're first hanging out and. And basically, probably the best times of our lives uh, is where Captain Marvel fell into. Yes, yeah, um, so, so, so guys, guys our age or people our age, sorry, uh, probably are going to feel a little bit of affection for this movie just be- if you have an affection for the '90s. Definitely nostalgic, in that way, right? Yeah, yeah, just nostalgic. like if you if you miss just walking the aisles of a blockbuster, or if if you just have affectionate feelings for your memories of walking the aisles of a blockbuster, you're going to like this movie. And if you if you liked, um, you know, uh, '90s music. 90s rock, uh, 90s yeah. indie rock, especially especially girl bands uh, in the 90s. Yes, um, there was a you, lot of girl bands. Yeah, um, and it's it's great. Like I loved it all. Yeah. Um, it, honestly, though, um, I feel like uh, I see I see kind of a weakness in there, and I see w- what's bugging a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not I'm not supposed to talk about. It. I'm supposed to talk about the story. Um, uh, without giving away like the, without talking about the plot of the movie like beat for beat, because this movie is about her figuring out who she is. Yeah. Uh, so, um, well, this movie is about, is about Carol Danvers. Okay. She's a, she's a, a human woman. Um, she's an air force pilot. She's a very strong woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we see her, uh, throughout her entire life, um, uh, facing challenges and, and facing setbacks. Constantly and, and falling. That's the constantly one. Falling That's like the theme, and, right? Constantly falling, getting back up again, yeah. but consistently throughout the entire thing, we see her, um, you know, never really, never really um, showing any weakness, you know. And a lot of people were critici- criticizing um, her performance in this movie that she was too wooden or whatever. But, but, th- but that's that's just her character in this case. Right. Like you, you see through her her entire life, she is just that kind of person, and they're just telling her, just telling us that Carol Danvers is an extraordinarily strong person. Yeah. Uh, that is her character. Um, and uh, she uh, becomes an Air Force pilot uh, in the 90s. Air, Air Force women weren't allowed to fly combat in the Air Force. So um, in the she 90s? is 
Yep, that's oh. or maybe, maybe it was they, the '80s still that this part of the story. But um, did they I, don't, mean, I don't know. Did they mention? I don't know that? Why. I, or you just know yes, that. they did. They did. No, they mentioned it in the movie. Okay, um, that's why. That. That's why they were. That's why they were test pilots. Right. Okay. The women weren't allowed to fly combat missions, so the only the only like dangerous, adventurous uh, flying assignments they could get were in test piloting okay. because women weren't allowed to fly combat missions. That was mentioned in the movie. Okay. Um, so so there's a little there's a little feminism in there for you too. Yeah. Um, and and you know for people who are saying oh how is this even a feminist movie just because it's a woman no there is some there is some good uh, some feminist uh, feminism sprinkled throughout this and it's a good movie but um damn Carol Danvers story I yeah. gotta learn how to stay on track don't I um, okay. uh, so, so um, she's an Air Force pilot <clears throat> she basically um, gets involved in this there, there's some uh, there's some alien stuff going on in the Air Force there mm-hmm. there's uh, there are some uh, some aliens uh, who have infiltrated the U.S. government in certain areas, and um, she ends up, uh, you know, on a test pilot mission, testing out some technology of alien origin. Um, gets attacked uh, mm-hmm. because because other aliens want this technology, um, and ends up uh, destroying this uh, this this this. It's a warp drive. It's a it's a light speed drive. Right. She ends up destroying it to keep the bad guys from getting it. And when she destroys it. Uh, her body absorbs the energy and mm-hmm. and gives her superpowers. Now, this energy that she gets is uh, super powerful because uh, this warp drive happens to be powered by the Tesseract, which we know is the Space Stone, uh, an Infinity Stone. Yep. So Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel's powers come directly from the Space Stone, an Infinity Gem. Right. So um, – when they say Captain Marvel is probably the most powerful hero in the Marvel universe thus far, um, that is the explanation. The origin of her power is an infinity stone. Um, I I have a little bit of a criticism of that because if that's the case, then why is vision so goddamn weak? Why isn't, why isn't vision equally as powerful as her? Because vision is an infinity stone brought to life. This is true. But, um, Anyway, I'm not talking about criticisms right now. We're talking about <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, okay. So then, okay. So then she's uh, she's in this explosion. She's knocked out. I'm by by the way. I'm giving away like spoiler alert. Majorly, I'm giving away stuff that is revealed in the movie throughout the movie, and that's kind of the point of this movie. Is she she's lost her memory and she's getting it back throughout this whole movie, figuring out who she is. Mm-hmm. So I am seriously spoiling this movie right now. Yeah. So if you, if that's going to bother you, then probably stop listening. Hit pause. Um, Come back till after you watch it. Okay, but um, <laughs> so <laughs> so after she um, destroys this uh, light speed drive uh, to keep um, the aliens, who she doesn't know at this point, from from taking it, mm-hmm. uh, it knocks her unconscious, and the aliens take her because they they see that she has absorbed the power, um, and they're interested in her. They think that might be useful in some way. They don't want to leave her. Right. Um, so it turns out being the Cree. And um, the Kree are, you know, at first present themselves to be this galactic space force of police like heroes, mm-hmm. almost like almost like Green Lantern Corps. Um, it's funny you should say that because that's exactly what I was thinking while I was watching this film. The, yeah. um, very, very similar to um, to Green Lantern. Not as right. shitty, obviously. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's funny you should say that. But anyways, go on. Right. So when we start this movie, Carol Danvers doesn't even know her name is Carol Danvers. She's just a Cree Burst. soldier. She's 
She's a member of the Kree Star Force, who are these space police who are much like the Green Lantern Corps, who are who are supposedly um, ridding or protecting the galaxy from um, the evil aliens who, you know, were told the evil aliens. Yes. <laughs> the Skrull. Um, so the Kree uh, are, are, you know, searching the galaxy for these evil Skrulls and... Um, you know, getting rid of them. Mm-hmm. And when we start the movie, that's what, that's who, that's who Captain Marvel is. She, she goes by the name Vares. Yeah. Uh, and she is a member of the star force and she, um, uh, doesn't remember her past. All right. she knows is, all she knows is she only remembers the last few years when star force found her and began her training and she joined them, but, but she, she doesn't know she's from her thing. She keeps having dreams. Uh, so I want to throw that in there. She has um, dreams and flashbacks. Yes. Jude Law's character is like, "Oh, you weren't dreaming again," because obviously he knows she's remembering right. her past. Obviously, right? Right. There's a little bit of total <laughs> re- recall kind of yeah. stuff going on here, where like Jude Law is obviously like her watcher among the Kree, yeah. and he's kind of keeping an eye on her, worried if she's going to get her memory back or not, because he's asking her about it all the time, like mm-hmm. what 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 the contents of her dreams are, what the contents of her memories are. Um, and that's all pretty cool. And this movie is basically um, Captain Marvel's journey of of regaining her memories and finding out, uh, you know, that um, it turns out the Kree aren't who they claim to be. It turns out the Skrulls aren't who the Kree claim them to be. Right. Um, and um, uh. During the during the film, uh, uh, Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, discovers who she is, reconnects with her with her friends from home, yep. reconnects with her, you know, her anchors uh, to her life on Earth, and chooses her loyalty. Uh, she switches loyalties back to Earth and and uh, decides that she sees the Kree for what they are, which is not not good at all. Yeah. Um, and she befriends the Skrulls, right? As we right. Uh, Okay. Right. Um, and um, she kind of takes off at the end of the movie because she feels like uh, the Kree scroll conflict is so immoral and so awful that it has to be stopped and she's going to use her power to stop it. Yeah. So that is that is the explanation that we get for her not being in the MCU up until this point. She's off somewhere off, off in the galaxy trying to end this Cree scroll war mm-hmm. basically save save the scrolls from being um basically saving them from genocide at the hands of this at, of the Cree. right um so i don't know um carol danvers uh the the human side of her character uh i get like i said she's very strong she's very determined yep. um she never shows like much weakness ever never shows much softness ever she has a sense of humor though she has fun yep. uh and um, doesn't seem to have much much of a family. Just has a really strong connection with a best friend and the best friend's daughter, mm-hmm. which acts as her which acts as her surrogate family. Yep. So can we jump into um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just like can we just jump into like uh, like spoilers of the film? So um, that was like the synopsis of the film. But um, I just want to jump into like. First of all, right off the top of as soon as the movie starts, the Stan Lee um, tribute. Yeah. So what would you think of that? 
Uh, it was great. It was yeah. great. Um, it, w- it wasn't anything too huge. Uh, mm. Honestly, I, I, at the end of it, I was like, I wonder if that's it, because I heard that I, you know I heard a lot of people talking about it. But basically, they took the opening, the opening uh, graphic where they show you the Marvel Films logo, yeah, and they is. and they filled the like the the three D lettering of of the word Marvel with all of <clears throat> Stanley's cameos, cameos from, yes. from all of the films. So you you quickly run through a quick shot after shot after shot of of Stanley in every Marvel film at the beginning of the You think film. it was every single one? I I don't know. They oh, showed, maybe not. They I don't know. Lot, right? I don't know exactly. I don't know <laughs> but yeah. exactly, but yeah, they just show um, a lot. It could have been. It could have been. Um, it goes by pretty quick, but uh, and then and then it just says thank you. It said then it, you know it thank it, you, Stan. It, rever- it reverts into the Marvel Films logo, and then it just says thank you, Sa- thank you, Stan. Yeah. Um, it was nice. Um, yeah. So uh, in my theater, um, as soon as it, as soon as it said thank you, Stan, I did yeah. a little golf clap, and then everyone started clapping in the theater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I started a clap. That didn't um, happen in mine, but that's that's nice. That yeah, I, yeah. I I would appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, I was I was in a very small theater. Um, mm-hmm. There was probably probably like thirty forty people in my theater because mm-hmm. uh, it's one of those big recliner theaters. Um, how many uh, but, how many seats does that one have? You think? Quiet audience. Um, you know what? I don't know. I should count, uh, so, but it's only it's only six rows. Okay, so the theater that I was in, um, I believe it houses fifty or to sixty rows. fifty to sixty people. So right. the theater I was in, it was pretty much full except for like the front row and like a couple of like um, seats throughout the theater. So it was almost a sold out show. It was pretty close. Right. So well, was, we know we know this movie did very well at the box office. It's already uh, four hundred fifty five million is the total global launch. Oh, crazy for this for this thing, and it's not even the end of the first weekend. It's uh, one hundred fifty three million so far uh, U.S. debut. Um, which is right on target, or maybe like a slightly above target. Right. Um, but uh, this movie is not going to be hurting for cash. It's going to no. be a powerhouse, powerhouse money maker. Yeah. So, uh, and I'm I'm sorry to all of the uh, the um, the anti I don't know what what to call them the anti feminists the hard right wingers yeah the 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 ones who just hated this movie because it had a female lead. Yeah. Um. Uh. I, you know what? I saw people online saying. Oh no! This is gonna do to MCU what the Last Jedi did to Star Wars, and I was like, I was like, I was like, what do you mean? It's gonna make them a ton of money, and millions of people are gonna love it. Is that what you mean? <laughs> exactly. But but no, what he meant was, oh no, some of the audience is gonna have to live with they don't love everything now. Like some of the audience is gonna have to just live with the fact that the movie that they wanted to fail didn't fail, yeah. and oh no, oh no, <laughs> like come on, guys. Yeah. Get over yourselves. It's a good movie. It's it's better than it's better. It's, in my opinion, it's better than it's like top top twenty five percent of yeah of fair. Marvel yeah. films for me. Yeah, I can see um, I I can, and for me the one that it reminded me of the most, and I haven't heard anybody say this, so it's just one of my j- weird Jer things. Uh, but it reminded me of the first Thor movie yeah. in that in that uh, basically the 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 plot of the movie, you know, we start with a, f- with a fully powered, not fully, but almost fully powered, uh, Carol Danvers or Veers at the beginning mm-hmm. of this movie. Anyway, she comes in powered, you know, she's already kind of a superhero at yeah. the beginning of this movie. And then she has a quest she has to, um, you know, fulfill in order to get fully powered instead of, you know, in Thor, it was, he gets his, his hammer taken away and he has to earn it back. Right. In, in Captain Marvel, uh, instead of earning her hammer back, she's you know learning who she is. She's yeah. getting her memories back. She's getting herself back. Yeah. Um, 
it, 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 her character arc in this and the way this story was told just really reminded me of of the first Thor movie, which I love. Mm-hmm. First of all, like Thor's are my my favorite um, MCU films. Okay. Um, but I don't know. Uh, you you didn't re- really give you a review yet, so why don't we? Yeah. Why don't okay. You- so, okay. So. <laughs> okay. So as I said right at the top is um, I, I I did like it. I definitely I was I was entertained. Um, yeah. There was a few parts in the film which I thought were like, like you were saying, um, you said that people were criticizing like her acting. Uh, there were a couple of scenes where I kind of felt she, like, her lines were very wooden. Um, okay. The way she remember, was delivering. Do you remember specifically? Um, it was some of the interactions with uh, with Samuel Jackson. I I'm drawing a blank on the lines, yeah. or whatever. But yeah. it was like some of those interactions, and I was just like, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? like it wasn't yeah. like it didn't some of the jokes fell flat yeah um i'm again I, I i actually wanted to go see it again this afternoon but i didn't end up doing it just so i could remember like certain things yeah but anyways um yeah but there was a couple parts where it felt like her acting was a little wooden and i i kind of contribute that to direction opposed yeah. to um opposed to her acting yeah but um but yeah again it's i had no problems with like the majority of the film it was just a couple lines here and there. Um, the uh, one, the other thing I wanted to really talk about was the Stan Lee um, cameo, um, right. which I thought was freaking brilliant. Um, do you want me to talk about that? Yeah, please. <laughs> okay, so uh, there's a part where she's chasing one of the uh, scrolls, and um, he jumps onto a train. So, anyways, um, it's in the trailer where she she punches the old lady. Um, that's the train that, 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 um, that I'm referring to. So anyways, when she's on the train, she's walking down the middle and she passes a 1995 Stan Lee reading, um, the Mallrats, uh, script, which I thought was fucking brilliant. And I like in my, like I did another little golf clap to myself when I saw that. And he's like repeating a line. Um, I forget the line though. Some like stand tall, true believer. So I can't remember his, the exact line, but that imagine how Kevin Smith feels. About well, that, it's right? funny like, because I mean, all I could think about while I was watching that was the huge smile on Kevin Smith's yeah. face that he must have had seen that. It, it was funny because Kevin Smith posted posted a photo of himself, yep. like and he was coming a out of the blubbering movie. fool, <laughs> right? Like, it's, like uh, you know, my buddy Steve, uh, who writes for uh, the Force.net, yeah, he okay. sent me that. He sent me that photo. Yeah, like as soon as as soon as Kevin Smith posted it, he sent it to me, and he's like, "This guy's so fucked." <laughs> oh, dude, I, I thought like, I thought that was I'm great. Like, I'm like, yeah, but um, man, to see you know, Stanley's gone now. First yeah. of all, right. Yeah. Uh, and Kev Kevin Smith must when he whenever he watches these big superhero movies yeah. that and he's a he's a big Hollywood director and like he has he has he hasn't gotten to make one you know it, it must like there must be some like deep personal like like longing in his heart right to mm-hmm. like be to like be a member of that club and and be so close be so close to it and that's not quite that's not quite be there he has um, directed some DC stuff. Right, Supergirl. Um, yeah, the TV stuff. Green yeah, Arrow, yeah. I believe the other one was. And it's all great, all great. Yeah, I think. 
Um, so I just want to read. I actually have that the, moment of seeing of seeing that Mallrats logo. Yeah, no, in, absolutely. In, in Stanley's hands. Yeah. In this um, in this wonderful Marvel MCU film. Yeah. Uh, I, I of course he's breaking down crying. Yeah. After that, like, oh, like God. So I just want to read real quick because I actually have the uh, the 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 um, quote from Kevin Smith. So just saw at Captain Marvel official. I'm a blubbering mess. After a lifetime spent referring referencing the movies, the movies just reference me, which I thought yeah. was great. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> I thought that was great. Yeah, good for Kev. Good for yeah, Kev. Absolutely. But yeah, like I said, when I was watching that, all I could think about is just like Kevin Smith and the big smile he must have had on his face. Mind you, it was a big teary smile apparently, but still, yeah, I, yeah. Thought, I thought it was great. So, anyways, yeah. So, um, I thought that was a great scene. Um, <clears throat> that guy cries every time the wind blows, though. So, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, let's let's uh, flash back a little bit just before that happens. Um, we run into a young Samuel Jackson, a young uh, younger, sorry, Nick Nick Fury, yep. and um, and a young Agent Coulson, which uh, yep. which was a nice little surprise. I wasn't yep. sure if they're going to throw him in there. Um, how did you uh, how did you feel about that uh, little little cameo and the de aging look? Of, um, uh, I felt like I felt like we already knew Coulson was going to be in there. I, it wasn't a yeah. surprise to me. I, I think he was maybe in the trailer, but um, I don't uh, the, him in the trailer. To tell you the truth, I so. saw a lot of people. I saw a lot of people talking about how the de aging kind of disappeared for them uh, as the movie went on. Yeah, and um, the. I thought they didn't go far enough. Like the, the de aging never appeared for me. Like, yeah. like I, I believed it from the first moment, and I, ne- I never saw it break. Like, I never Same saw here. a flaw. I never saw a flaw in it. Same it was here. perfect. Yeah, it I was agree. perfect. Like, it's scary almost to me what we can do now on the screen. It's like it was absolutely perfect. I, ne- I never for a moment. Um, I mean, I was actually thinking about it the whole time, only mm-hmm. because I had I had come like looking for it, yeah, and I here. was and I and I was thinking about how Samuel Jackson's seventy years old, yeah. right? Like, and I'm so I'm like, okay, like he looks like he's like back in his forties, yeah. but like, he can't move like he's back in his forties, right? So, um, I was constantly like watching for that, so it was on my mind, but not mm-hmm. like visually. Visually, if I didn't know, if I wasn't coming like prepared to look for that there's no way i would have noticed it no way and you know what i compare that to and um still it's the one scene that to this day still blows my mind um civil war the scene at the very beginning when uh robert downey jr is like having that lecture and he yeah and he like basically walks forward whatever and it's like basically a younger version of him from like yep um like weird science or something you know and he's he's wearing this he's wearing the santa hat and yeah Mm. I, i yeah, yeah, that it just reminds me of that and how well that looked. And I, th- I, thought, I think it was better than that. I thought it was better. Than, like I, I remember yeah, yeah, that no, scene really. and I remember how impressed I was. But even then, I thought Robert Downey, Robert Downey Jr.'s face in that scene looked a little fuzzy, like yeah, a little okay. bit, a little bit imperfect. Right. And there was there was For never this? a second, never a second of that in Captain Marvel. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I thought it looked amazing. So yeah, um, that I thought that was great. Um, there was something else I was gonna bring up, and I'm trying. To, oh, goose, <laughs> goose. goose. So, uh, what'd you think of uh, of uh, goose? <laughs> goose the cat was a fun little addition to this movie. Yep. Uh, um, you know, uh, I, I, you know, I, I'm neither here nor there on it. Like, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. Okay, um, I feel like goose <laughs> stole the third act. I yep. really did, and. Yep. Um, 
yeah, that whole scene when, uh, when, um, I don't know, uh, was it the, uh, I want to say it was the Cree, if I remember correctly. I'm trying to blank now. Um, yeah, I believe it was the Cree on the, on the ship, whatever. And then he just like, um, the tentacles comes out of his, like his mouth, right. whatever. Right. Uh, right. I thought right, that right. was, yeah, I thought that was great. It looked, yeah, a little, it, looked, it looked a little cheesy. It's a, like, men, in, yeah. it's a men in black joke. It was a very men in black uh, thing. It's a men yes. in black joke, right. Yeah. Which I which I hated that we did in um, in Star Wars, in The Force Awakens. We did that same men in black joke with uh, you know those creatures on Han Solo's ship in the beginning of the movie that I'm trying to block out of my memory because I hate it so much. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I felt like that was a big men in black joke, that whole scene okay. um, with, those, with those creatures on that ship. Yeah. But then... In in this movie, I liked it. It worked. It was a nice. They didn't use it too much. I think. I think maybe just one time. They mm-hmm. they showed they showed the. And we're giving a huge spoiler here. The mm-hmm. cat. The cat is not a cat. The cat is an alien. The cat is actually an um, alien. Do you remember what it was called? Uh, there was a word uh, for pollution. Something like that. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, it, it's it's funny because um, Samuel Jackson is immediately in love with this cat, yeah. and Ben Mendelsohn is all of the of aliens. <laughs> all of the aliens are immediately afraid of it yeah. because they recognize it as what what it is, and Samuel L. Jackson just thinks it's a cat. Yeah, uh, it's, it's it's funny. It's a funny little gag. And speaking of Ben uh, Mendelsohn, uh, I thought he was great too. Oh, for sure, Ben yeah. Mendelsohn. A lot of people are saying that 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 he he really kind of enjoyed playing this character. He had fun playing this character. This, this it's a fun character, even though it's a dark character yeah. uh, with a lot of dark stuff going on. Um, it's still you still end up really liking this guy, and yeah. uh, it's all Ben. It's all Ben. Yeah. No, I thought he did a great job. Yeah. Um, and even even watching like him as a scrawl. I could you can see like Ben Mandelson's face. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I thought was really cool too. I he, thought, was fun, uh, he was funny through all that makeup. Yeah, yeah. No, it was really good. It was really good. I I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed his uh thing. Okay, so overall, uh what would you give this uh give this flick? Um no, you first. You're giving your Me review. first. Okay. Um okay, so for me, um I'm just trying to think if there's any other points that I wanted to bring up before I did that. Um, I brought up the uh, Agent Coulson thing, uh, Stanley. Yeah, uh, actually, no. Let's jump into uh, the the post credit scene. Actually, okay. Before I give my give my review, yeah, okay. that's cool. So, uh, what'd okay. you think of the uh, post credit scene? So fantastic. Yeah. Well, so we flash the, the mid the mid credit scene. Wow. Sorry. Um, yeah. Well, mid credit. Sorry. Because there are there are two there are two scenes at the end of this movie. Yes. There's one mid credit scene and one one at the very end. Yeah. Uh, and the mid credit scene is. You know, it's worth going to see the movie for. Yeah, no, uh, I thought that it, was a great scene. Yeah, it is. Um, it's a scene that looks like it's it's taken uh, directly from Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, from the beginning of Avengers Endgame and not the middle somewhere. Yes. Uh, but it's the scene where where Captain Marvel uh, arrives. Yes. Uh, in a, uh, to the Avengers. And um, it is a really, really fun scene. It's a really cool scene. And um, uh, after just sitting through Captain Marvel, uh, having this scene, like, you jump to the beginning or to the end of Infinity War, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and the Avengers have uh, Nick Fury's pager. Mm-hmm. And and they're studying it and trying to figure out what it's doing, who it's calling. And then... Bam! Captain Marvel appears to them. It's, it's a really cool. Th- it's a really cool thing. And says, "Where's Fury?" 
<laughs> yeah how about those yeah. yeah 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 that was really cool and then the yeah. very uh the end credit scene is uh we see fury's desk from the 90s and yeah. um suddenly the cat jumps up on top of it and starts coughing now um clearly she's going to be coughing up a, a fur ball whatever um but the, the he, obviously you kind of knew the tesseract <laughs> is coming right because she swallows yeah, yeah. it in that in that scene in the on the ship so uh now she she coughs it up and it's like a tesseract verbo yeah so, um yeah so i thought uh i thought that was a really funny scene um not necessarily worth sticking around for but whatever it is what it is and i thought it was like a nice little a cute little scene to throw in with goose yeah um but yeah overall i would give this film a seven out of ten i think yep okay so okay. yeah uh That's... definitely above average uh far from a perfect marvel film uh-huh um to this day, uh, I I I don't know if you'll 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 probably disagree with me on that because because uh, I know you're saying you love the 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 Thor franchise, yeah. But to this day, I still feel that um, uh, Captain America is like probably the best um, um, solo films in this franchise, and okay. Civil War to me is the best film wow. in the entire uh, series. Wow. Okay. So yeah, Civil War is the one film that I've probably seen more than any of the other films. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Yeah, throwing okay. that out there. Uh, Civil War, actually, one of my least favorite Marvel films. Oh wow. Uh, okay. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to throw shade at you for no, that. No, no, man. But, uh, I absolutely love but, Civil War. Um, you, the first two Captain Americas. Yeah. Second both, one, essentially. Especially. Yeah. 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 Um I really appreciated Captain America for its for its sense of style and sense of place and and for its um it's not being afraid to go there and take you out of like you know so many Marvel films just feel like it's like uh, like cosplayers walking around the street in in New York City like it's like it doesn't feel like it, it's taking you somewhere transporting you somewhere but uh Captain Marvel I'm sorry Captain America films mm-hmm. um really don't shy away from from uh transporting you kind of like a like a tim burton movie almost yeah okay. um anyways um so i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about captain marvel now um right, go for it captain marvel uh, i really liked it I, uh, I put it like i said in my in my top 25 percent uh, of marvel films mm-hmm. um it's um as far as uh first films um in a in like a solo series of films uh, for an individual character. Uh, one of the better ones, I think. Yeah. Uh, I think I'd probably rather watch it again before I'd watch the first Iron Man again, or okay. um, maybe even before Captain America again. Um, right. Okay. Uh, I think maybe I'm partial to it because it is a space based story. So I, I really like the space opera element of it. Yeah. Um, it's also kind of why I'm, I'm partial to Thor, I guess. There's a lot of space in Thor. I'm uh, Guardians also, as well. Yeah, oh, Guardians is definitely one of my top. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it fits in that, in that, yeah, that cosmic Marvel universe, which mm-hmm. I love. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I went into this really with my eye on Brie Larson and her performance because yes. I, I heard so many people, so many people 
read I read the reviews and I saw them on YouTube talking about how Brie Larson was wooden and they yeah. we we can't understand why Brie Larson is so wooden because she's such a great actress yeah. and the room the room was one of my favorite films of all time so we don't understand why Brie Larson would be so awful in this movie so I'm walking into this with that in my head and I'm just keeping an eye and I'm and I'm already saying to myself hold on a second here you know who's wooden Chris Evans Chris <laughs> Evans is wooden as fuck oh, yeah. right like one note as, and wooden as fuck but we accept that because we go oh that's just Captain America right. that's just his character right? right you know who else is fucking wooden as fuck who's that Chris Chris Hemsworth right. is wooden as fuck yeah. right and we just accept that we go oh that's just Thor's character he's just playing the character right. and nobody nobody ever says oh Chris Hemsworth is wooden but uh, he's just fucking Thor, and yeah. and that's what I suspected going into this movie, and I was exactly fucking right, Kevin. Yeah, Brie Larson is not wooden. Brie Larson is playing a strong, solemn character, a character who does not show weakness and has learned that throughout her entire life. Yeah. and they even they even bend over backwards in this film, like I already said. They bend over backwards because they expect your criticism. Yeah, they expect you to say, "Wait a minute, how come she's not all like soft and girly? How come right. she's not?" How come she's not crying every time there's danger? Like what? What's so? They show you over and over again in her life throughout her entire childhood, throughout her entire adolescence, throughout. They show you That's her true. getting knocked down and getting her stand, like fucking Bruce Lee in a fight, fucking yeah. wiping the blood <laughs> off her face and fucking staring into the eyes of the enemy and moving. They show you that's who she is. I love that right? reference, by the way. <laughs> right, thank you. So Wait, all uh, these all, all these fucking reviewers on their fucking YouTube channels yeah. and their fucking Facebook pages <laughs> saying that I don't understand why Brie Larson, she's such a good a- she's being a good fucking actress. She's yeah. playing her character, asshole. <laughs> so like, just the clarify when i when i said that uh, i found i didn't find her i, from, I don't mean you i don't mean you no no i'm just clarifying you. your comment was okay yeah your comment was okay yeah no there are there are people out there just saying that she did a bad job in yeah. this movie yeah and that's just not the case they're just they're not seeing that well, i did i did that, think I she mean, did a great job no, don't get me wrong i did think spoiler she did spoiler alert for marvel fans but there is a 99 chance that captain america is not making it past avengers endgame and that the whole reason captain marvel is here is because she is going to be taking over his role in the avengers going for going forward she is captain america's replacement in the avengers and her character is very similar to his you don't see like how do they not see that boom done that was a boom done (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna talk about about boom done by the way i've 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 got a new plan for Boom Done. Yeah, okay. Uh, but yeah, no. A new, um, a new Boom Done. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, that's 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 a great, great, great point. Because uh, we, we know that um, that Captain America, the last thing that he shot is Endgame. Um, he's hanging everybody, up the shield. Yeah, everyone knows this. Every, everybody so, expects that Captain America is going to is going to die yeah. in Endgame. Yes. And, and and if somebody big needs to, like we, we need to retire somebody, you know, because we just killed everybody and we're bringing them all back. So there's going to be zero stakes if we don't, mm-hmm. you know, if, if there isn't some price to pay for bringing everybody back. And, you know, a lot of the leaks that we've seen so far, and, and, I, and I hope I'm not spoiling Endgame for you now, but spoiler alert, just in case, yeah. a lot of the leaks that a lot of the leaks that we've seen so far <clears throat> have said that, you know, at the end of Endgame, 
Uh, like the plot of Endgame is going to be they make a, a second Infinity Gauntlet. They duplicate the stones by traveling through time and copying them. And then they make a new gauntlet. And then Captain America sacrifices himself because using the gauntlet kills him. But he uses the gauntlet to bring back everybody from the dead at the end of this movie. Right. Which amazing ending for Captain America. Amazing, amazing deal. Um, but then when Captain America is gone – you know, there's going to be a void here in the team. That's the whole point of Captain Marvel. Right. And that's why her wooden, strong character, if you're paying attention, if you're looking past the boobs, and if you're just, if you're just comparing characters, if you're just comparing human beings, if you're just comparing character to character, you'll see she's a very similar character to Captain America. Yeah. And, and that's in, with intention because she's about to step up and fill his role on the team. Yep. I agree with um, that. Yeah. So no problem with Brie Larson's performance. In fact, there are a lot of scenes where she's having fun, laughing, dancing, yeah. Yeah. like um, and being a total like like normal chill person, even more than than Chris Evans ever did in a Captain America movie. To be honest, now that I'm thinking about that, I'm even realizing that. Right. Um, so um, no, Brie Larson was great. Um, I, I, we did mention the, the soundtrack earlier, and I yes. think, and I think. Uh, another criticism I've heard is that, um, you know, like like people are obviously comparing this to Wonder Woman a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's it's Marvel's flagship female character and it's the first one, kind of like Wonder Woman, right? And people are saying, well, she's not nearly as badass as Wonder Woman, and I and I think this is coming down to direction and music more than anything else, because I think if you take like a lot of her fight scenes where they have like some '90s song playing, mm-hmm. like. Um, like there's like one of the main uh, fight scenes near the ve- like near the end of the movie, they I'm play I'm, "I'm Just a Girl" by No Doubt over yeah. the scene. Yeah. And look, if that was Wonder Woman, it would have been that amazing Wonder Woman theme song with that driving guitar that gets you psyched up every time it comes on. Like Wonder Woman is so badass. Like half fifty percent because of her amazing badass theme song, in my opinion, mm-hmm. and also, and you know, also because of you know just great direction. Um, otherwise, but um, I, I I really felt like if you stripped, I'm just a girl out of that. When I was watching the movie, I thought if if I close my my ears and take I'm just a girl out of this scene and replace it with Wonder Woman's theme, mm. this this scene is just as badass as any scene in Wonder Woman. It's not Brie Larson's fault. So are you saying that okay. uh, you didn't like I'm just a girl over top of that scene? No, I did like it. I mean, it was still okay. a fun scene for me, but but just but just from the but just from the point of view of um is this character a badass character like Wonder Woman or is it like fun and goofy? Um which is what people have been complaining about a little bit. Yeah, okay. Um it doesn't have the same gravitas as, as Wonder Woman, right? Like you like you buy Wonder Woman as a tough warrior, but Brie Larson is just kind of this blank kind of you know again wooden kind of thing right okay um i i don't again i don't i don't think this is brie larson's fault i think this is due to decisions in directing yes yeah. uh, I, i'm just a girl works over that scene because because it's because it's throughout the movie yeah. the the 90s soundtrack has been a kind of a character in the movie that kind of has come along with you um but uh if you if you took that out and you replaced it with like this this like uh really uplifting score or this really like a driving score like mm-hmm. Wonder Woman has mm-hmm. i think i think you'd take that criticism away from this film i think i think you i think you'd think she, Brie Larson was equally as badass as Gal Gadot is my point there okay 
I uh, yeah, no, I actually as soon as that first like guitar riff kicked in from that from the song, I thought I thought that was great. As soon as it kicked yeah. in, I was like, well, oh, that's, yeah. that's dope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Because obviously I, I recognize the song as soon as, it, you know, and I'm just a girl. You know, I thought that was, yeah, no, I thought that was good. Um, again, again, the 90s guy in me, the soundtrack yeah. kept, the soundtrack kept making me go, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. That's cool. Right. Right. So, um, yeah. No. And, 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 you know, Marvel often does this. They opt for the fun choice over the, like, dramatic choice or the, the heavy choice. Or, I don't even know what word I want to use for this, but the, uh, the, you know, where, where I'm looking for Wagner. Uh, or something that something that feels really serious, something that feels really dramatic. They go for something light and fun. Um, and it's a simple choice that really changes the scene a lot, right? right. Um, but uh, still great, uh, still yeah. great either way. So I'm not complaining. Yeah. Okay. But um, uh, what else did I want to say about this movie? Uh, another criticism that I heard going into this movie was that. Um, there weren't a lot of great fight scenes um, uh, past the first act. Like all the, there's a couple of really good fight scenes in the first act for sure. Um, And uh, I think here I was talking about Samuel Jackson earlier and um, like a lot of the second and third act are focused on Samuel Jackson Mm -hmm. and, and the guy is an old guy. Like he's 70, like he's got a 40 year old face on digitally, but he's still a 70 year old guy. So he's moving, he's in a couple of fights and they're not fantastic fight scenes to watch because, because he's a 70 year old guy. And I, and I, uh, and I think that's a choice that um, you're kind of stuck with um, unless you go with like a lot of stunt actors. But um, I don't think Samuel Jackson will allow that. Uh, but he was good. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I liked the, the buddy cop feel of the film. Okay. Uh, again, uh, I'm reminded of like Kat Dennings and Natalie Portman from Thor and how they're not in the MCU anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like never people's favorite kind of section of these films. Um, the earth sections, right? The earthbound sections where you're like, you're, you're like in a mall or you're driving around on a highway. Uh, it's hard for them to be as exciting, as compelling mm-hmm. as, as when you're in the middle of a space battle or when she's shooting lasers out of her hands. Right. Uh, so um, I, I buy where people think it gets slow uh, in, in points too. And that's probably why it's not like a, a top 95% movie. It's a top 75% movie for me. Okay. Uh, but uh, overall I, I, I did really like this. Um, I think I want to give it an eight out of 10. Okay. Uh, I would give it a 7.5 and I don't want to start parsing, uh, decimals. Um, so I'm going to give it an eight out of 10 and, um, I definitely recommend it. I I think everybody needs to go see this piece, but if you're a Marvel fan, um, especially if you're, if you're, if you've seen infinity war and you plan on watching Endgame. Definitely watch it. Like, Absolutely. There's, there's no it's the missing piece. Yeah, it's a definitely the missing... It's going to be the missing piece between the two films. They definitely bridged the two films together. Um, well, that we're assuming. <laughs> right? So, Because uh, obviously the, she's going to play a big role in, in Endgame, right? So. right? Right, right. And there's one more big thing that we kind of haven't mentioned yet, oh, um, awesome. which was uh, in this movie, we finally find out how Nick Fury loses right. his Yes, <laughs> and it's it's another thing that I've seen a lot of people complain about. Really, um, and um, 
and it didn't really bother me. Yeah, uh, no, I thought that was great. Uh, I didn't think it was great, honestly. I yeah. thought it was like I was like, what? Um, uh, <laughs> but but at the end of the day, I was like, do I care really yeah. how Nick Fury lost his eye? Like, is that important to me? Right. Like, not really. Like, this Nick Fury really doesn't feel like a Nick Fury from the comics to me ever. Okay. Yeah. Because he, he's always kind of been an older guy, and he's never like Nick Fury from the comics was a badass, almost like the Punisher, like like he's a super soldier almost, and um, he's like he should be like an action hero, and this guy is just like a an administrator more than an action hero, right? right? Okay. Um, so it didn't bother me at all. It was cute. It was fine. Yeah. Um, the cat, the cat scratched his eye out. Yes. You know, that's how Nick Fury got the eye patch. Um, but the funny part is um, when he's like. Oh, I'll be okay. And then uh, Ben Mendelsohn's like, no, you won't. Yeah, right. I thought, I don't know. Maybe that's the joke is that because it's not a real cat, because yeah, it's, what, it, it's, it's an, an alien, alien cat, cat right? So, that's why that's why Ben Mendelsohn knew the scratch was going to be worse like, than it actually was. Like, wreck, like, yeah, destroy his eye, not just be, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah. I had no problem with it. I see a lot of people upset about it. And I guess I understand it if you're really invested in. Nick, in Nick Fury as a character, like it, like it still bugs me the way they gave Solo his name in Solo. Yeah, that part was stupid. So, <laughs> so I, I understand. I understand those but, people. I'm not going to give them shade. Yeah. Well, I'm more connected with the uh, with the Star Wars universe than I am with the Marvel universe. Um, straight up. So, um, for me, like that example, I'm just like, yeah, that was stupid. Like even when I was watching the film, I, I it was it was a um, a palm. Um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, face palm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, moment for me. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, but anyways, yeah, sorry. I interrupted. No, no. Um, you know what? That, that I'm pretty much done. Um, yeah, okay. I, Captain Marvel, I, I think everybody should go see it. I, I think it's, um, you know, we already said this, a uh, crucial link between it, between infinity war and end game. Yeah, and, yeah. and, um, especially now that this movie is doing so well, um, it's it's pretty clear that Captain Marvel is going to become the main the main hero, the leader of the Avengers going forward. Yeah. So uh, get in there and don't miss this uh, this movie. Yeah, no, I agree. Okay, so um, we were talking about doing the uh, the Game of Thrones trailer okay so sure that's that's right so so last weekend right after we finished recording our last last week's show uh game of thrones went and surprised us with a with a full trailer for season eight the final season of game of thrones which i am very excited about okay i i am a massive game of thrones fan i'm a i'm a fan of the books i'm a fan of the show i'm a major i'm a major nerd for game of thrones Mm -hmm. however my partner here kevin <laughs> I got Not through so much. the first season and part of the second season, and as I was telling Jer, I'm sorry, but it, I just kind of gave up. Wasn't my cup of tea. I'm not saying it was bad, right? It wasn't bad at all. I I actually enjoyed what I watched. It's just it didn't it didn't grip me. It didn't. Okay. Yeah, it just didn't say, "Hey, Kev, watch the rest of me." Okay. So I kind of so- gave up. Um, but as promised. I will watch season eight just so I can right. give my complete unbiased opinion when uh, when they come out because Jer wants to be hardcore and uh, completely uh, dissect these episodes. So for sure, for sure. No, I <laughs> I'm sorry, my friend, but for season <laughs> but but season eight of Game of Thrones is uh, to me the most important 
most like epic historic season of television ever made. Even and bigger than when uh, Jr. got shot. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, so uh, it is going to be very important to me. We are going to do weekly, uh, weekly deep dive reviews of every episode of oh, Game cool. of Thrones. There's only there's only six. Yeah. Um, so oh, okay. for those six for those six weeks, we are going to be seriously nerding out on Game of Thrones. I am going to be forcing you to watch the show and give me your reaction because no, I think it's going to be actually good. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be good to get the reaction of somebody who's not a deep hardcore fan okay. because. Because you can tell me what you thought of things, and I can use those those as opportunities to uh, explain things uh, to someone who doesn't have the, the the level of knowledge that I have. There so you. it'll be good. It'll be good for the show. It'll be interesting. It'll be an interesting conversation. Uh, each week, I'll be watching it from my perspective. You'll be watching it from yours, and we'll we'll discuss. Um, uh, I'm game. I'm also. Um, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to do this alone. Uh, as far as you know, from my, my Game of Thrones knowledge perspective, so I am inviting a few guests on yeah. uh, who are also Game of Thrones fans, um, and we'll be talking about that later on. But um, so I will have the, uh, the occasional Game of Thrones nerd guest on to talk about the episodes with us and to talk about predictions before the season starts Sounds and great. to talk about and to talk about reactions after the season ends. Yeah. But right right now, what we're going to do is. Uh, Kevin has agreed. He's gonna. He hasn't watched the the, the trailer for for season eight yet. Nope. He's gonna. He's gonna watch it right now and give us his live reaction. We're gonna listen to him watching the trailer and reacting live to the new trailer for Game of Thrones season eight right now. All right, here we go. Yeah, yeah, I recognize this one. Sorry, she was in the. Uh, the I know death. First season. She's in every season. Okay. He's got many faces. I look forward to seeing this one. On April 14th. Everything you did brought you where you are now. Where you belong. Mm-hmm. That's Brad. Okay. Oh. I remember Khaleesi and her dragon. Dragons, I guess. They're coming. Our enemy doesn't tire. Doesn't stop. That's Judd Stone. Okay. Thought he died, but okay. He came back. Ah. Peter Dinklage. <laughs> so they're fighting the dead? Yes. Okay. The final season. April 14th. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, yeah. Looks uh, visually, <laughs> visually it looks it looks it looks great. But um, yeah, I I like I said, I watched the first kind of couple of uh, seasons, and um, 
I do recognize a couple of characters in there. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? Like, not a couple of seasons, but first season in a bit. And, uh-huh. um, yeah, no, it, it looks all right. Um, I, okay. like I said, I'm really watching this just, just for the sake of the show. <laughs> so, um, okay. but yeah, it's okay. Again, it's not, you want to really... watch it again with me and I, I'll, and I'll do a narration. We'll, we'll watch it again together and I'll do a narration. I'll explain every, I'll explain every scene in the trilogy. Are you ready? Okay. Um, okay. I have to pull it back up though. Yeah. Pull it back up and then we'll hit play at the same time. I've got it ready to put play on my screen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then we'll go one, two, three, we'll hit play and then I'll tell you everything in the trailer. Okay. So, uh, I have the actual HBO one here. Me too. Me too. Okay. Okay. All right. Let me, let me know when you're ready. Okay. So I'm going to go three, two, one. And then after on one or after one, uh, right, three, right two, on. one play three. or three, two play, uh, three, two, one play. Okay. Here we go. Ready? Yep. Three, two, one play. play. That's Arya. She's looking all scared. Yep. Her face is dirty. Yep. Close up. She's breathing heavy. She's running through a, a, a castle, being chased yes. by somebody. Now they're showing, they're showing the battlements on top of Winterfell. Many faces. Now they're showing people hiding in the crypts of Winterfell. Okay. Arya says, "I know death. She has many faces. I look forward to seeing this one." Arya's a badass assassin, and her showdown with the Night King or. The walk or the undead will be badass. Now they're showing Euron Greyjoy ships with the Golden Company aboard, traveling to King's Land. Now they're showing Bran Stark in Winterfell. Now they're showing Cersei at King's Landing. Now they're showing uh, Khaleesi's uh, army of the Unsullied showing up at Winterfell, and the dragons flying over Winterfell, and Sansa Stark reacting and looking very worried. Our enemy doesn't tie. Now they're showing. Khaleesi and Jon Snow in the crypts of Winterfell having an emotional conversation probably about the fact that she's his aunt and they're banging. Now they're showing <laughs> Grey Worm and Missandei saying goodbye kissing. Now they're showing uh, Cersei Lannister drinking wine. Is she still pregnant? Why is she drinking wine? What's happening there? Now we're seeing the dragons fly over the wintry landscape around Winterfell. Now we're seeing our heroes lining up in battle against Ed. We're seeing Jon Snow racing into battle. We're seeing the dragons getting ready to ride them. Mm. Now we see the Unsullied lined up. We see Brienne of Tarn. We see Jorah standing at the head of the army, and then the dead arrive. Dead arrive. Ah, <laughs> oh, Kev, there's a lot going on there, but. Uh, <laughs> It's all good. Yeah, like uh, I said, man. It's, uh, uh, basically, what we're seeing there is probably scenes from the first three episodes of Game of Thrones. Okay. What, what's, ha- what's happening here in Game of Thrones right now is the dead. The dead are all marching. They've they've gotten south of the wall. They they have stolen one of Daenerys's three dragons, and they've made it an undead ice dragon. They've used it to to blast a hole through the wall, and they are now marching on Westeros. It's <laughs> a lot to take they- in. <laughs> the, the first, the first major battle of the living against the dead is going to be at Winterfell. Okay, uh, and it's probably going to happen in episode three. And what we just saw there was the first three episodes. First, we saw Jon Snow and Daenerys, who have just um, uh, formed an alliance. Jon Snow bent the knee to Daenerys, and they've also formed a romantic relationship. And uh, we think it's very likely that Daenerys is going to be pregnant with Jon Snow's child. 
Uh, this is all a big deal because soon Jon Snow is going to find out that Daenerys is actually his aunt. Okay. Uh, and um, and we don't know how the characters are all going to react to that situation. Uh, we don't know how the Northerners are going to react to Jon Snow bending the knee to Daenerys. We know the, we know the Northern people do not trust the Targaryens and probably never will. Uh, but will they uh, overlook their mistrust and, and be able to unite against their common enemy, which is the dead, and the dead aren't going to stop and wait for them to sort out their political differences? Okay. Uh, there's a lot going on here. So, okay, question for you. Uh, yeah. I heard Jon Snow died. So how does Jon Snow come back? Did he fake his own death? No, Jon Snow uh, legitimately died. There's a lot of people dying and coming back to life in Game of Thrones. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, it's a pretty common thing in Game of Thrones for people to die and come back to life. Uh, it's just uncommon in how it happens. Because there seem to be like many different kinds of magic, all based on... Uh, the different gods in the Game of Thrones world. Okay. Each each god kind of represents uh, a different area of magic, and each area of magic seems to have its own ways of resurrecting people from the dead. Um, so uh, John kind of represents uh, the old gods. It's kind of an earth-based magic, um, but he also is Targaryen, so he's got the fire-based magic. Okay. But he's br- he's brought back by the fire god, the red god. Uh, Melisandre, the the woman, uh, performs a ritual on him and uh, brings him back to life. Which we assume it's the Red God who 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 does so, gives her the power to do that. Um, uh, other people have been brought to, brought back to life by the Red God by the same in the same way, including Beric Dondarrion, uh, and in the novel, uh, also uh, Catelyn Stark, Ned Stark's wife, is brought back from the dead uh, by the Red God. Um, so, so in the book, it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty normal that Jon Snow is brought back from the dead. Um, okay. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, the, intu- the intimation is that it's because he has a destiny that he's got to go fight the Night King and, and defeat the dead. Okay. All right. Very interesting. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, yeah, yeah. Another interesting detail is in the book, uh, John's still dead in the, in the, because the TV show has passed the book right. uh, so far that um, uh, the book just stopped where Jon Snow was killed. So okay. everything that everything that happened after that point in the TV show, uh, we don't even know if any of that's happening in the book or how Jon Snow will be brought back to life in the book or if at all. Okay. Interesting. So, okay. So the dude that wrote the book, he's writing the show, no? No, he's not writing the show. Oh, he, okay. I thought he did. Okay. He no, he collaborated with them and he told them uh, the major points of how he had plans to end everything. Um, and then he said, "Okay, good luck." <laughs> uh, he's he's a fan of the show. He likes what they've done. Um, but for the last, I believe, two seasons, I think it's maybe even back as far as season five, but definitely season six and seven, mm. uh, they've been past the books and on their own. Okay, and a, a lot of book fans have been very critical of that. Uh, there's actually c- kind of two camps in Game of Thrones, uh, at, as far as people who think that after the show passed the books, it got better, or after the show passed the books, it got worse. Right. Uh, it's very. It's pretty divided. Fair enough. And uh, for me, I'm kind of half and half. There are kind of ways that I like the show better now, and there are kind of ways that I. I, I kind of think they've made bad choices that I don't think Martin's going to take in the book, but we'll see. Okay. All right. Fair enough. 
Anyways, I hope your hype level is increased <laughs> a little bit for Game of Thrones. I hope you're looking forward to watching the season of Game of Thrones with me and uh, and listening to me dissect every episode. And uh, I hope you'll have some. Uh, it will be some, interesting. Uh, Let me say it will problem. be interesting. <laughs> so April, sorry, um, April 16th or April 13th? April, four, April 14th. 14th, sorry. Okay, April 14th. Mark, mark okay. it on your calendar. Um, <clears throat> We'll probably have to switch our schedule because right now we record on Sunday nights, but it's going to be too late for us to do it after Game of Thrones. Um, so we'll maybe talk about switching to recording on Monday nights just so that we can get those out as soon as possible after the shows air. Okay. And what time does it usually air? Uh, I believe it's 9 p.m. 9? Okay. All right. Yeah. So, uh, and, they're um, going to be, and, and and another thing about this season is they're all going to be extra long episodes. They're going to be over an hour long. They're all going to be quote unquote feature length, which which means they'll be anywhere between like seventy minutes to like ninety minutes long. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Um, so either I'll watch it uh, Sunday nights if I get a chance, or I'll probably just watch it when I get home from work on uh, on Monday um, after five. So we sure. can uh, hopefully. We- Record Monday nights and then post. Yeah, you know, as soon as possible. Sounds good. Sounds good. So, uh, so on that note, is there anything else that uh, that we were uh, supposed to talk? Other about? stuff happened in the news this week. Um, you know, the Brightburn second trailer came out. Right. We haven't talked about Brightburn yes. at all yet. Yeah. Uh, I guess we won't. We won't play this trailer. Uh, but no, we can just talk but, about it. But Brightburn is an interesting movie. Um, it's coming out uh, pretty soon. I don't have the release date in front of me. I should look that up. Um, but uh, it's directed by. It's written and directed by James Gunn. It's, it's coming not out directed by James Gunn, though. I don't believe. Uh, I believe it's just. Uh, I believe it's produced. If okay. I remember correctly, yeah, it's not. I don't believe it's uh, directed by him. I should stop myself from before I say anything else that's incorrect. <laughs> um, uh, Sorry, but James Gunn is behind this project anyway. Yeah. It's a passion project of his, and it's a fascinating movie. It's a thriller. It's a horror movie, but it is based on the origin story of Superman. Yes, it is beat for beat the origin story of Superman. There's a there's a couple who live on a farm and. An asteroid crashes near their house, and mm-hmm. they can't have they can't have a kid. And they go out to this crash site, and they find a baby in the crash site, and they bring it home and raise it as their own. The baby has superpowers, the exact superpowers <laughs> of Paul L. Yeah, and um, David Yaroveski is who's directing it. Yes, David and it's Yaro- written by Brian and Mark uh, Mark Gunn. Okay. And James Gunn is a producer. Yeah. So uh, he directed, I'm just looking up the stuff that he's done. Um, it looks like this is his first real feature uh, by the looks of it. He did that. Uh, I don't know if you saw that video short with um, um, Hasselhoff. It's like a song, whatever. Um, oh. He did that. Um, he did like a corn video. He's done some TV, some vid short videos, but this, this, this looks like his first feature. I see. But he's looks like he's like, um, he's been, uh, he was like, uh, it says miscellaneous crew for, uh, the Belko experiment, which was also produced by James Gunn. So, but yeah, uh, um, yeah, produced, I guess it's produced by James Gunn. So. I recommend that people watch this trailer. This for me, this for me was the first time that a horror movie trailer creeped me out in like probably decades. Like I don't, I don't get creeped out by movies Mm. at all. Um, But there was something about watching, 
what is clearly a young Kal-El, like a young Superboy, yeah. uh, doing like sadistic evil things, yeah. it it did something to me. Like it 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 was it felt wrong to me. I had like a visceral visceral gut reaction to this. What about you? Um, when I first watched it, okay, so the first time I saw it, I literally had to watch it again because I was like, "This is not a DC film. What the hell's going on here?" <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and for the whole the whole time I was the whole duration of watching this this trailer, I was expecting like the DC logo to pop up, um, kind of like a um, <laughs> kind of like the Dark Universe, I guess. What they were gonna do with uh, right. the Mummy and all that shit. Right. Um, I was expecting this to be like the first dark universe DC film or something, you know what I mean? But it just never came. And I was like, I was kind of discombobulated, like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> but yeah, no, I absolutely love this trailer. I thought it was great. Um yeah, watching no. watching Elizabeth Banks, who plays his mother, yeah. um, and and trying to control him when he turns when he turn when he's obviously turned evil and his, his reign of destruction has begun is full, fully going on. Mm-hmm. In this trailer, you see her pleading with him. I know you're good. I know you want to do good, and and him like going nuts and like hurting people right in front of her, and. I don't know, man. Maybe it's, I don't know if it's because I'm a new dad and I'm I, like I'm having a reaction about like watching children and their mothers together. Maybe maybe that's it for me. But right. like it was it was really like oh my god, like gripping to me. Like um, I, I, I honestly I haven't had a reaction like this to a, a like a horror movie trailer in a long long time. Right. I maybe maybe never. I I don't know. But and I. And it's interesting to me. You just reminded me that I actually have a conspiracy theory about this. You know yes. what, Kevin? We we should probably say that this is officially our last topic of the show tonight, and wrap up after this because I'm going to talk a while now that I remember <laughs> my conspiracy theory. Um, because yeah, I like like why isn't this a DC movie? How do they get away? Because they keep saying. It's like a what-if take on a superhero origin story, but it is not a superhero origin story. It is Superman's origin story, clearly. There is no equivocation. He even wears a red cape. It is Superman's origin story. The only way – like I had a weird thought, like maybe – We'll find out that this is some long play for Sony starting a DC villains universe, like they do with the DC Marvel, yeah. like the Spider the Spider Man villains now. Right. Like maybe, maybe we're going to find out they're doing that with DC as well, and this is going to be turn out to be Bizarro Superman, and, and in some future movie we're going to see Henry Cavill fight this kid yeah. like that. That oh my god would be exciting if that was the case. I don't think it is the case, but I do kind of think that maybe DC had to give James Gunn permission. To get away with this. Like, I don't, as a Superman fan, I don't understand how they could just get away with this. It's so clearly Superman. Yeah. Like, how, how can you just lift a story like that? And I, and I, and I, I have a conspiracy theory now. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, now that James Gunn is, is signed up to direct Suicide Squad 2, mm-hmm. I kind of wonder if there was some conversation behind the scenes. Like, James Gunn was like, I really want to do this this passion project idea of mine uh, where I subvert Superman's origin story. And DC was like, well, you know, maybe we'll let you do that if you will come rescue this franchise and write and direct our next Suicide Squad film. Mm-hmm. And maybe the fact that he just got fired from Marvel for some bullshit reason and he didn't have and he didn't and he didn't have another another big ticket project yeah. like on on his schedule maybe that was a perfect 
uh, aligning of the stars for him, and maybe that's the only reason Brightburn was allowed to be made. Which is maybe, the, maybe if maybe if James Gunn was not doing Suicide Squad two, DC wouldn't allow Brightburn to be made, or maybe. Maybe my crazier conspiracy theory is true, and maybe this is the beginning of Sony Films doing a, like a really badass villain film for DC. I, I wish. I doubt that very much. But, right. um, you know, if we ever see Tom Holland's Spider-Man fighting um, uh, Tom Harvey's uh, Venom, Venom? Yeah. then it wouldn't be the craziest thing to think that we could see – Henry Cavill Superman fighting this kid from Brightburn. It's Sony Pictures, but um, I feel like the uh, Spider-Man versus Venom is a little bit more conceivable, though, just because um, it's yeah, it's already out in the open. Yeah, That's a- <laughs> right. So, um, I, speaking of which, like, I'm not trying to veer off topic, but I'm really surprised they didn't do a little cameo with uh, with um, what's his face, Tom Holland, in Venom. I was actually surprised about that. Uh, I thought it was going to happen for sure. But anyways, yeah, um, I, I'm sure if Sony could have had that, they would have had that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure. I'm sure it was probably Marvel that that stopped that from happening. Yeah, probably more than likely. Because, uh, uh, like, obviously, right? Every yeah. single every single fan is looking for that. Yes, that's just a move that would be like, yeah, clearly you got to do that if you can mm-hmm. do that. So yeah, I figured the fact that they didn't mean they, means they can't. Fair enough. Um, okay, so that's Brightburn. Anyway, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Uh, like, I, I think it's really going to twist me up inside a little bit. It's weird. Like, I almost feel like, like, is Superman my my religion? Like, am I like, is this like what like like religious people feel like if they see a movie where like somebody subverts the story of like Jesus? Like, <laughs> because I feel like I feel like a of the Christ. That's I feel like a, like a the, physical gut thing. This is how, like, um, how Christians felt when they watched passion of the Christ. I almost wonder, <laughs> I almost wonder because I feel like, Oh my God, I feel like that's wrong. And I never, like, if you know me, like, I don't like, you can't shock me. Like, like I, but, but this, for some reason, bright burn, shocks me so right. i'm really looking forward to this movie yeah. and and seeing what comes of it um and it looks like it's a great movie like so far yeah uh, if you take away all of this superman stuff that i'm talking about it looks like it's a really really creepy cool horror movie yes. uh, so i'm looking forward to that yeah same here same here so um you know what uh so um I said that was going to be the last topic, but let me just get like really quick there were two other new news items this week i wanted to talk about but uh, they're not really Alba? Uh, Idris Elba is in as Deadshot. Will Smith is out as Deadshot. Yeah. Um, thank God, Will Smith as Deadshot was the biggest mistake. Yeah. Biggest mistake. Deadshot. W- Will Smith. No. Uh, okay. Doesn't fit. Doesn't fit. You just wanted to put Will Smith in your movie to try to make more money. It was a mistake. Yeah. Um, Idris Elba has got that gravitas that you need for Deadshot. Um, and Arrow canceled. I don't care. I really don't care. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you do either. Do no. you? No. Okay, I okay. I never watched it. Uh, yeah. I did. I did start Gotham. Uh, when it comes to DC like television, I did start Gotham, and I really enjoyed it. I it's love just, Gotham. Yeah, I it's love. just. Um, I don't know why. I, I love. I love the Flash too, and I like the Supergirl show. Okay. I think the C the CW DC universe is great. Yeah, and I know the Arrow is important because it started the the CD the CW DC universe. But to me, Arrow was always shit. Right. Uh, it's to me the CW universe started with the Flash, not Arrow. Um, I. I yeah, I don't know. I could go on and on about how I hate Arrow, but I don't yeah. want to make Arrow fans mad. If you like Arrow, I'm sorry. I apologize. I don't oh, mean yeah. to like. 
I don't mean to like insult you. Uh, just for me, just I was never a fan of Arrow. I'm not going to miss it. Just one more quick thing I wanted to bring up before uh, before we uh, bounce out of here. Um, Shazam. Yeah. So the Shazam uh, was um, was played for, um, I guess, test audience. Oh, really? Okay. I'm not sure if it was a test audience or 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 if it was. Anyways, it was. Anyways, like early was, previews. Yeah, early previews, yeah. whatever. But anyways, it was uh, well received. Um, okay, cool. People were Good. going as far as saying it's the best DC film yet. So Good. I'm excited because uh, from right from the get go, I said uh, I'm on board for this film. Um, yep. when I first heard they were doing it, I kind of laughed, kind of laughed like really Shazam. But anyways, uh, but when I saw the first trailer, I was like, yo, that looks like a lot of fun. I'm, yeah. I'm into this. Yeah, so, I'm all for it. yeah. So, um, I'm glad to hear that it's, uh, it's getting good reviews. So I'm definitely looking forward to checking out this film. Cool. Me too. Yeah, me too. Um, Shazam, more indication that DC films has found itself on the right track finally. Yes. Yeah, and, uh, Yeah. Um, it's, it's all looking good for DC films and Shazam is the next step in that. Yeah. So, uh, just one last question. That's the end. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Janet. I guess that is the, uh, unless you have any, unless you have anything you want to talk about tonight, I'm, Ken, I'm, uh, Janet, I'm, Janet or Kevin. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm good. Um, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. We're gonna, like next week. I guess we're probably going to start getting into Game of Thrones then, uh, and maybe maybe I'll even have our, my first guest on. Um, I'm going to have my friend Sarah Peterman on, who's a uh, from Cosplay Toronto. Okay. She's uh, she's pretty famous around here for her fantastic Sansa Stark cosplay, uh, among many others. She's a she's a she's a pretty formidable cosplayer, and she's got a lot of great uh, a lot of great uh, outfits that she that she makes herself. Okay. Um, and she's also, like I said, a member of the Cosplay Toronto organization who do a lot of great uh, local events and do a, are very active in the cosplay community. Uh, and also, obviously, a big fan of Game of Thrones. So I want to have her on soon, maybe next weekend, um, uh, to talk about predictions for Season 8 of Game of Thrones. Sounds good. And also, when she's on, we'll talk about cosplay and, and, and uh, see if we have any, get any good, juicy uh, stories out of her uh, about that. Yeah, sounds good, man. Sounds good. Cool. I'm, all, I'm game. So, all right, brother. All right, man. So, my name is Kevin Evans. And I'm Jeremy Dove. And that was Too Old for This. The too podcast. Old for This Podcast. We out. Good night. <laughs>